0: Welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 73. I'm your host, M, and with me is regular co-host, Jackson Tyler. Hello! We have a very special episode for you today. Uh, our first patron-guested episode. If you go to patreon.com slash Mapping, you can also be on an episode at the $10 tier every six months. You can be on any of our podcasts, or tell us to play a game, or read a book, or whatever you want us to do on other shows in which we do those things. And we have a guest today we have our friend Sam. Sam, say hello. Hello. Sam, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and where you're at and uh, why you chose to be here and pick the game you did today? Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, I i don't
1: really do much.
2: i <laughs> I just sort of tweet
1: and then once a month have a podcast out about The Witcher
3: oh you the are witcher. doing that right yes oh
0: what is this
1: podcast what is it uh, called where
0: can we find it's, it it's called
1: uh myth and kin uh and so far we're going through the uh, witcher novels um and we'll eventually get to the games but um yeah i do that i host that with uh devon carter who also hosts um the uh, uh dead genre chronicles a podcast about jrpgs and you can sort of find them both both those podcasts on Twitter at right? JRPGs Are Dead. That that that's an ironic name.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh I like that you um are basically me if I fucking did anything with my life. Uh in terms of like both being extremely extra about having to play everything in order, like you're reading the fucking Witcher books before you play the games, which is <laughs> a thing I like say I would do, but I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> You played all the Yakuza games in, like, three months and it broke your entire brain? Uh, Two months. Jesus.
1: I saw your playtime count. You showed me. It's, um, somewhere around 200 hours, I think, now? Yeah, most of it was Yakuza 5. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, close to 70 hours of that was Yakuza 5.
3: Yep. Uh, But no, um, hi Sam. Sam's a good friend.
0: Hello. Hello, Sam. Yeah. Hello, Sam. <laughs>
3: so, yes. so, I mean I'm excited to do these episodes. We don't really have like a plan for them necessarily. We're going to talk to Sam about just stuff, and then we're going to talk about the game because every every time we do these, yeah. Like a so, new game.
0: so we're covering Shadow of the Colossus. That is what we were talking about, Sam. Why did you pick Shadow of the Colossus for us to play? Um,
1: it's, uh, it's it's a game I've kind of been curious to revisit myself because it's I've been one of those people who kind of evangelized that game. When yeah. I played it, and I just, like, had forgotten a lot of it, and also forgot that the remake is out next month. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, no. We also didn't realize that that would line up so perfectly, but now everyone's talking about Shadow of the Colossus again, and we're doing this podcast, and I'm, like, I'm kind of glad, because we've never been this timely, but also I'm mad because we're suddenly timely, and this is a <laughs> show that is about being not that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, this was... I don't think anyone intended for this. Uh, um, <laughs> we would never be knowingly timely. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, um, I, I've seen footage of the remake. I hate it. I don't like. Oh, you're one of those.
0: Yeah. So, so I've seen footage of the remake, and I think it looks fine. I, I mean, we, so me and Jackson both play this on the PS3. I mean, you know what? We'll save it. We'll save it. Let's we'll save not talk it. about yeah. that. We, we, mm. we have yes. We're gonna get that later. It has been. Probably 7 weeks since we recorded a podcast. Jackson, what have you been doing about video games in those 7 weeks? Oh god, nothing. Oh, a lot?
3: Hang on. It's been since since December.
0: <laughs> yes, early December is when we recorded our game of the year bumpers and the episode 71 about the grab bag stuff. So, it's been God,
3: there has been so I've played so many games, but none that I really want to talk about, I guess. I don't know. I played like FTL, uh which is fantastic. Um, mhm. Turns out, when you uh make a game that's like about moving meters up and down in order to like recreate the environment of a Star Trek bridge, it's entirely my shit. You have been getting at me for approximately three years, telling me, "Hey, you have to play FTL. It's like made for you." Turns out, you were right all this time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm always right. I know, I know. We've been doing this a long time. Whenever ever been wrong about a thing?
3: Ah, uh, sometimes you've been wrong before.
0: Can you name one wrong opinion I've had on this show?
3: Oh, on this show? I yeah,
0: on this remember.
3: show. Oh, God. You can't put me on the spot like that. Like, yes. <laughs> but what do you? No, absolutely do you not. If you
0: can't name one, it doesn't exist. I don't, like, keep a record of your failures like you do for me. <laughs> you know what? I don't actually have to keep a record of your failures. All I have to do is for you to tell me about, like, I'll be like, Jackson, tell me one of your failures, and you'll just give me a list.
3: No, I've never failed. <laughs>
0: so now i'm using your technique it works very well just
3: act like you've never failed and then it, you'll you'll fake it until everyone believes yeah. you
0: uh yeah let me know how that goes because it really doesn't work for my me either so. <laughs> okay so it's definitely not gonna work for me yeah uh
3: but no uh i've you know i uh, haven't been really playing that many games this month um just because of how you know a lot of life stuff going on with uh, everyone a lot of school stuff for me Uh, But FTL has been cool. Shadow of the Classes was fun to play through. I revisited the Halo games. Sam, were you a person who played the Halo games?
1: I've played Halo 3. Okay, then no. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I've
1: played a lot of
0: Reach Multiplayer. Uh,
3: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Jackson, do you, do you, did you play Reach? I feel like I've never heard you talk about Reach ever.
3: I have played Halo Reach once. I played okay. it uh, like after it came out. It was the only Halo game, except five, which I just didn't play, uh, that I didn't like get at the launch and uh, you know, get really into, uh, just because of when it happened to come out and what I was in. Like, Were we doing a podcast when that game came out? Absolutely not. That was 2010.
0: Oh, okay. We did I not know each other. Don't ask me when Halo happened. <laughs> uh,
3: I know the exact year every Halo game came out. So that's okay. me. That's my life.
0: Um, Halo 4 was out when we were doing a podcast, right? Nope. 5, for sure. 5, yes. Halo 4 was
3: 2012. We were talking. I guess we were technically doing a podcast when Halo 4 came out, but not one of these. Okay.
0: A bad podcast. A bad
3: podcast. Yes, exactly. But no, I played through the Halo games, and uh, Halo's bad, but I like it a lot. I like its version of dumb lore much more than, like, the bad lore uh, that we have now in a lot of games or, like, the bad lore of Mass Effect or something. It's incredibly ridiculous. Just absolute nonsense about the Great Journey and the Covenant having their internal war between the Brutes and the Elites. Uh, and then there's the ancient aliens who have, like, invented humans to operate weapons uh, to kill the uh, the Gravemind who is a plant god uh, that is, like, um, you know, uh, psychic and can control everything, but not really. Uh, it's Phenomenally stupid But those Those first three games Are really good Uh -uh. They're very dumb And I like them a lot
0: Halo Strong opinions on Halo You've never played Halo Unfortunately So I can't really talk to you about it But they're good shooters Yeah no They put them out on PC I'm not ever dragging out My Xbox again So I know
3: It is like a thing That I want you to play But there's There's no real way For you to do it
0: Yeah I mean, there is if I was not lazy, but I'm incredibly lazy.
3: You're just insanely lazy.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's me. Insanely lazy. That's how I'd self-describe.
3: I guess you're not online enough to describe all things as insanely, as unfortunately I am. Too online.
0: Very online. (laughs) Sam, what have you been playing over the last however long? That isn't The Uh, Witcher, I guess. Um... Well, I haven't been playing The Witcher
1: because 'cause I've just been reading the books, but God, uh right.
0: have you ever played The Witcher or are you just um, going into this whole hog?
1: I've played well, I've played The Witcher Two and Three. Uh haven't played much of the first one. Um, my favorite Witcher. Oh really?
0: Yes. Sex <laughs> cards. You know, look, I'm the sex cards are stupid. They are better than what happens in the Witcher Two and Three. That's my take.
1: Oh, I, know, I, I know. I like Witcher Two and Three a lot. I I
0: like, I like, I'm not here to say they're bad. The Witcher (laughs) is maybe my favorite game series. I just think The Witcher 1 is like an incredibly ambitious and interesting game in a way that 2 and 3, 3 especially, really shaves off a lot of the like fiddly interesting bits to make a game that more people will play. Hmm.
3: Should also be noted that the way M was able to appreciate the fiddly interesting bits rather than hate them was cheating your entire way through the game.
0: Uh, I did. <laughs> to, to be fair, I did that with all three games. Whenever I needed gold, I just put in a command to give myself gold.
3: So, but like, I feel like that's an explanation that, uh, like makes sense for why you're able to be like super into a lot of games with fiddly bits, and everyone else is mad at them because you just. Like i don't want to grind i have a exactly. life to live exactly it just makes these games so much more enjoyable
0: i i cut my time on the witcher 3 in half because of that
3: yeah was just like 30 hours 35 hours
0: no no no. my witcher 3 time was like i did everything in all of the expansions and everything in like 60 hours oh jeez oh i'm still not finished on the witcher 3's expansions and i'm at 170 hours exactly
2: uh but
1: i i put that game on hard
0: difficulty Oh yeah, I also play on easy. That's I'm only here for the story. I am the most content tourist that exists. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. So
1: yeah.
3: I guess.
1: What, what else have you been doing,
3: Sam? What have you been I'm, up to lately? What What's up, up with
1: Sam? Uh. Yes. I I have a nine to five job. How uh, are the books? Books. Oh yeah, I work for a bookseller. <laughs> um. I guess people are buying them.
0: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. not necessarily what I would have expected. So I-, I don't know. I don't know what bookshops are like in your country, but have you devoted large amounts of floor space to like um, toys and models and stuff? I okay. work for an online bookseller. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was the case. Yes, uh,
3: uh, I have um, met up with Sam occasionally, and I'm always told with. Uh, like, filled with anecdotes about the life of being a non-Amazon online bookseller. It seems like a
0: stressful time. You know, I don't even know what that is. Like, why, (laughs) what, how?
1: I I, I I don't know.
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I understand, I understand, like, not wanting to patronize Amazon because they fucking suck. They're a horrible company. I get it. But I don't know how your answer is, I'm not going to shop at a local bookstore. I'm going to still shop online, just not at Amazon. Um... I mean, I guess it's good for you. Like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just curious how this comes about.
3: I mean, it was a job and you took it and you do it. Like,
0: Yeah, it's- no, no, yeah. that's fair. It's not your shop. I guess that's fair. I'm not asking you to answer for your employers. Um, yeah. It's mostly to do with price. Oh, fair enough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, what's the, what's the deal with the shops? Oh, well, I would say it's mostly to do with
2: price. Yeah, no,
1: it's literally because we sell some stuff cheaper. <laughs> oh, that, that's the secret so how fun. you get customers. <laughs> god damn
3: it! That completely threw me.
2: <laughs>
1: oh god. Also, I'm when I mean, we do do get the odd customer that's just happy not to shop at Amazon. Yeah, that's good. No.
3: I'm glad that. Like how. Because you, you specifically have to deal with, like, Twitter and the public face of being someone at that uh, company, right? Like, how much do people actually consciously say they are, like, choosing to not shop at Amazon besides they just happen to shop at it's, the place you work?
1: It, so, um, I do sort of handle some Facebook advertising for them. And there's, there are, like, three genres of comment. And, mm-hmm. like, one is the sort of annoyed person who sort of is already angry with the store. Uh, for some reason. Um, the other is... Um, uh, well, why don't you just shop at an actual bookstore? And then okay. the, the last one is... Well, it's not Amazon. And okay.
0: All of these people are me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
3: you just said how you weren't as online as me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I have and now to you're like, seeing the bad comments
3: <laughs> and being like, these are me. <laughs> It it sounds like a very bad time having to deal with like the public Twitter of a company. What a nightmare situation to be in! Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's enough talk. Like forcing you to talk about your job. I just find it interesting. Mm. Um, What kind of video games do you like, Sam? What kind of video games do you
1: like? I like role playing games. I play a lot of JRPGs. Yeah, didn't
3: you you used to like review JRPGs like no one had ever heard of?
1: Yeah, no, I um used to. Right for one of those volunteer-run game websites, Mm -hmm. and that was not a great decision
2: because you
1: know you know what I'm going to review a JRPG under a deadline
2: for free,
1: yeah, and uh, that was uh, I developed repetitive strain (laughs) injury at one point. Oh Uh, God! Yeah, no, (laughs) and what did I review? I reviewed Etrian Mystery Dungeon. And one of the Devil Survivor games. I remember you, like,
3: talking to me about, like, oh, I played one of those, um... uh, It was a 3DS game that was just one of those JRPGs that you know nobody is going to, like, think about ever if two months after it came out, except, like, extremely uh, hardcore JRPG people. What? Like, Legend of something.
1: Well, I played Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold that Steel, was- which was on the, no. uh... Oh, no, that wasn't no. it. ...Vita uh, and PS3 and. uh... I don't because it was, that, that had a PC port recently. Uh, yeah, no,
3: people like the Legend of Heroes games. I am... It was, we are you trailers. thinking of Stella Glow? Yes, I'm thinking of Stella Glow, because I can't think of the name of Stellar Glow.
0: I've heard of Stella Glow. I was thinking of, like, Code of Princess or something. I have played Code of Princess. That was on my own time, and I really regretted that.
2: Code of uh, Princess is
1: terrible. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's, no. If you like being juggled by enemies and play code of princess i guess
3: self-selecting and playing a lot of older games like gives me a completely different perspective on this kind of stuff because like, Ooh. i guess i like jrpgs and i could play you know code of princess or well, i could just go back and play the six dragon quests i haven't played well
1: code of princess is like a bad version of guardian heroes
3: i don't know what guardian heroes it's, is guardian heroes i know what
1: guardian heroes is, is. it's good it's my favorite okay. beat em up it's uh it's a treasure developed game and it's a beat em up but instead of like the sort of standard belt scrolling kind of thing you have like mm-hmm. three 2D planes that you sort of hop between
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's kind of fun and has like story choices i guess
0: in in the world of dumb video game tribalism the fight has always been whether you're a gunstar heroes person or a guardian heroes person and it's always a dumb fight because they're both good games they're
3: both great they hate it. The hidden fight deep below the surface that yeah. I have no idea about, like the the yes. war of the treasure developed. Imagine, yes. imagine like being into treasure in such a way that you only like one of the treasure series in like twenty eighteen.
1: So, like as as niche as treasure kind of is, like to find niches within treasure fans is an odd thing.
0: Yeah, they exist though. Oh yeah, and both of them got sequels on GBA that I feel like nobody really talks about.
1: Hmm, I feel. I feel like people do talk about Gunstar superheroes but I've never heard anyone talk so, about So, Me and
0: Omar Guardians. talk about Gunstar superheroes cuz we both love it but I feel like we're the only people I know that's ever mentioned that game. I
1: i be honest. I love Gunstar Heroes and I love Guardian Heroes. I've not played the Game Boy Advance sequels of either. Hmm.
0: Uh I should play I should play some Guardian Heroes sometime. You should. It's really fun. It oh. No. <laughs> if
1: you if you but, like, the only things it's on are, like, the Sega Saturn and the Xbox 360.
0: No, I'll make it work.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, you started a quest, like, before everything went to shit earlier, uh, just, like, playing all the GBA
0: games. <laughs> oh, yeah, so what I did is I bought a GBA flash cart uh yes. you know knock on wood for legality here but whatever um and that's a great way to play gba games because i have an sp with like the 101 screen and if you don't know what that is don't worry about it doesn't matter but um it's nice to just be able to load up anything and so i'm i I guess i'm technically working on Mega Man battle network uh because i was like what if i play through every gba game in order and battle <laughs> network is like one of the earliest <laughs> games and so i'm playing battle network you'll never do that that'll take seven lives <laughs> Well, guess what? I never need to buy a game again. That's true. Uh, that is correct. I
3: guess now that you don't have any money to buy any video games.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, no, let's not talk about the fact I bought Monster Hunter like yesterday. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um that's what i was working on uh if you don't know if you don't follow our patreon or whatever patreon.com slash the mapping um my father died three weeks ago and so that's put everything in disarray and like it was not an unknown it was not sudden or whatever we knew it was a potential thing that was going to happen so the last six weeks since we got the podcast up basically have been a lot of stress and like running around and taking care of stuff um so i actually haven't done much aside from that and uh picking at games and you know what i'm actually halfway through next month's game club game so i guess i'm doing okay better than jackson shut up <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but honestly I've, I've not been spending a lot of time video games. i played like five hours of monster hunter world that game seems really good but also it's just monster hunter again please read austin's review for waypoint it's really good it's really good review i'd love the, the the whole thing came back the entire
3: monster hunter discos came back it's the same as it ever was just <laughs> again but with more people this time because it's on consoles
0: mm-hmm uh, the the colonialist arguments are new, specifically due to the framing of this game.
3: Okay, uh, but like it was stuff that you talked about with the old games because it's still just a, the subtext of those games. I feel like I mean, specifically... one would
0: argue any game about hunting will always have that sort of subtext in it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Not worth getting into here. We're not yeah, definitely about Nintendo not. Nintendo, no. but... I, I I thought about getting into Monster Hunter, but I don't. I don't have the time. I'll maybe get it on the PC. You should play Monster Hunter. I think you'd like it a lot. It's really fucking cool.
3: Yeah, no, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I
0: would. Uh, Anyway, I think that's it. Let's get into our game club this month, which is Shadow of the Colossus.
3: Shadow of the Colossus is uh, a 2005 game uh, developed by uh, Team Ico and um, SIE Japan Studio, Studio Japan, uh, that was directed by uh, Fumito Ueda uh, and produced, published by Sony. It is um, a game in which Wanda goes to the Forbidden Land uh, and begins a ritual to revive uh, a girl named Mono Uh, And this god uh, named Dormin Dormin says I will do this for you but you must kill 16 colossi uh, that are laid about this forbidden land there's a bunch of people on horses that are slowly approaching the forbidden land and that's the entire setup go kill the colossi, that's it, that's all you get Um, and it is like a uh, kind of beloved game from the era, like it wasn't a huge sales success or anything um uh, but it's like a game that got brought over from Japan at the request of like a bunch of critics, going, "This game's great. You have to play this." It is uh, a game they made after EK, which didn't, also didn't do very well, uh, but was like loved by uh, a bunch of people. Uh, Shadow of the
0: Colossus did way better than Eco, to be fair. Yeah, yes,
3: it did. It did. Um, but that's why they weren't going to bring it over. And uh, on like the the strength of its fan base uh, and like the writing about it, it, it eventually made it over to the West. And it's just a game where you go and fight sixteen colossus, and it is. Uh, has a strong reputation for being like beautiful minimalist, uh, kind of sad, uh, and just a all around good game that people seem to like a lot. I was very interested about uh, finally playing it because I have heard a lot about it and absorbed by osmosis, but uh, I don't—I'd never actually touched it, so I didn't really know anything. Um, so yeah, that's it. We all played it. Uh, Sam suggested it. And we were like, that sounds like a good idea, mm. uh, and that's what we've done. It's called *Wander and the Colossus* in Japan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: that's the video game yeah (laughs) i guess we're done here thanks uh thebestgame.club no Um, so i tried so i bought this game when i got my ps2 in 2006 uh notably got a ps2 really late and i tried to play this game a couple times and always bounced off it around the fifth colossus which is the bird because fuck off Mm -hmm. uh and um I got I bought the PS3 collection being like, I'm gonna finally sit down and play Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. And I played through Eco, and then Shadow of the Colossus, I got to like the lizard in the arena, or, like the Colosseum, and I was like, nah, I'm done with this game. Uh until this time where I sat down and played through the entire video game. I'd seen the ending, I'd watched like Heather Alexandra's uh Let's Play of it, which we'll link. It's really good. I highly recommend it if you're not gonna play this game. Um and so i knew everything in it uh i didn't really remember how the colossuses worked because that's not really important to uh, enjoying the video game when you're watching it um so, it was still like mostly ex- uh, learning these for the first time, but going through this game finally clicked. I don't know if it's the combination of like I played a lot of Zelda, and Zelda definitely is built off of the spine of Shadow Colossus, or I'd played The Last Guardian and really loved The Last Guardian. Um, and so I was kind of more tuned into what Team is doing when it comes to video games. Uh, but this time it worked, and I'm really glad Sam suggested it because now it went from a game to I didn't really like it and kind of bounced off it to no, this game's really good uh so thank you even if the horse still controls like butt
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got used
0: to the horse after a point yeah it I, I did like too butt. we have an email when we get to the emails about the horse and i <laughs> i will talk about how much butt it, the horse is which is all the butt <laughs> yeah uh sam how do you feel about Shadow the classes when did you first play this
1: um i first played this in 2013 Uh, I played the PS2 version, even though the... Because I didn't have a PS3. Uh, and, um, I... It took me a while to get around to it, actually. I kind of, like, sort of started playing it, and then took a break. And, like, a few months later, I thought, I'm going to try and finish this. And then, uh, fell in love with it. And then became one of those people that's like, it's the best thing ever. And then, um kind of still felt like I held that opinion before going back and I still kind of feel like I love this game but like knowing that it's very uh peculiar in how it works and how it kind of uh, there's a lot of quirks to it and um, it was a lot easier to to manage them because I sort of like knew what to do and play it. this being the sort of a second time the game felt it felt kind of smaller and quicker than I remember it. But yeah. Mm
3: mm-hmm. Um I think like I, I know both of uh me and M basically marched from Colossus to Colossus and didn't really explore the world very much. Um like we explored the world in as much as you have to like you rate right, so the mechanics are you are let out uh from from the shrine, from the shrine of something. Um uh and you the first thing you do is you raise your sword into the air and the sun reflects off the sword and points you in the direction of the next colossus and then you like have to look at the map look at where it's pointing and figure out like the best route there are lots of bits where you get like you get lost looking around this world uh some of the valleys all look the same and you don't know where you're going so like that is clearly an intended part of the game is like navigating the world uh, but aside from that we didn't like explore really um looking for any like hidden secrets or anything because they're apart from the uh um little little uh you know creatures that you shoot to raise your stamina there really aren't any uh you just kind of go kill the colossus and i really like that about this game um but yeah it, it, it does feel kind of small i feel like playing it in um 2018 it is worlds apart from the original context uh, i feel like a lot of the things that this game is praised for have become more common like this sense of scale is not as um, unique, uh, even though I think it's very impressive and like it has a very specific sense of scale, and uh, like it's not taking it away from the game. But games doing scale and trying to impress upon you your smallness is a thing that has become more popular. Um, uh, games also like trying to incent, instill a sense of loneliness in in this vast world. Another big thing that like. Ha- is like that's what a lot of the dark souls games do in a very different way um and they're very popular like a lot of the things that make this game unique have like kind of uh spread out from it so it was interesting going back and feeling like realizing oh this game's pretty good i don't think it's like i didn't feel like it was that special to me personally coming to it but i thought the actual game was good uh even though i fucking hated playing it a lot of the times <laughs> and yet after i killed a colossus and thought i would be like i'm never playing that again i was like oh, i'll do another one it's fine <laughs>
0: Do you want to talk about why you hated playing it then?
3: Yeah, so, I don't know about anyone else, but this is the arc of Shadow of the Colossus for me, so I, I, you set out, you go find the Colossus, and then you start finding the Colossus, and then you have about five minutes not knowing what the fuck to do, and you're like oh, fine, let's get on the Colossus, figure out how to do the Colossus, and then you you have to figure out that Colossus's like, weak spot, it's basically a puzzle game it, uh, for example, there's a big Colossus with a sword, and you need to make the uh, Colossus hit the sword on this metal plate, so that then when it slam the sword into the ground uh it is like in such a state of damage that you can run up and climb up the sword and then you are climbing on the colossus and stabbing its weak point uh but a lot of these colossus i was just like these battles went on forever and i kept being shaken off and i had to like do arbitrary cycles over and over again and it was just like in every battle, I was like, fuck this. Fuck this forever. I am not riding the horse and jumping on the side of the wing again. I'm not doing that again. This is the worst thing I've ever done in a video game. And I'd be so worn down. And then I would kill the Colossus and I would win. And I'd be like, I'm a hero. I'm the best. I'm doing this again. <laughs> it was... I went through all the emotions. It was... And it's such a different kind of... Like, I've played hard games before and had bits where I'm like, fuck this game. I'm not playing it again. And then you come back to it. But the, the kind of difficulty in Shadow of the Colossus is so... Because it's not, like, difficult in the way like a video game with hard combat is you're not like you know fighting an enemy with attacks and dodging them and parrying with your own it's just such a different kind of game in that sense that this emotional arc was very unique to the game and it, the, the, my overriding memory of it i've been talking for so long someone else pick up
1: <laughs> well i feel like it's sort of it's very deliberate in trying to sort of prolong uh points between attack like you'll hold <laughs> on to the part of the colossus Uh, where you have to hit it and it will just shake you about so you can't move or do anything for a while Mm -hmm.
3: um what's everyone's favorite uh colossus in the game i want to like because i know like i have opinions about oh these Colossus are the ones that made me the most mad but i feel like talking to M. They're completely different, Colossus. <laughs> so, like, everyone must have very unique experiences about the kind of fights they appreciate in this game, the kind of encounters they think are so. Like, what are the Colossus or Colossi that you like, Sam? I really
1: like the flying ones. <laughs> uh, the 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 bird. I suppose the thing is, it's like, like I know exactly what to do when I look because this isn't like. I, it feels kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. like because like i've done this before and i just sort of load up the game and get well you just sort of like stand here and jump and then <laughs> you grab him and then you sort of move along and hit him on the wing i guess
3: and... i mean you you played it for the first time once like, yeah that's you true have, you must have uh with like castles you remember being i remember this battle being a good one
1: i know it's like it was a few years ago so you don't like necessarily... yeah um I definitely think the desert flying one was one I liked quite a lot when I had played it at the time, uh, and I still really like it. The one that's always, um, even now on this uh, second playthrough, I think it's just got me me really mad, is the fucking... uh, It's the one with the hot springs, and you've got... Oh, yeah, the big turtle with the geysers? Yeah. It's... The geysers, and it took me ages like even knowing what to do, it's just it's really fussy.
2: hmm
1: And I couldn't I couldn't get him to do what I wanted. I feel like
3: that's the the big disconnect in like like the part where the Shadow of the Colossus um shows its weakest moments in this design is when like the the part the moment of the game that is the like the thing you're there for is the part where something that was insurmountable suddenly becomes understandable uh and you see oh shit i have to do this and you do it and you win and it feels amazing if you get that moment and then you have to stand around and wait for a guy to walk for uh, out of geyser for like ten minutes and then you miss and have to readjust and it just takes forever for that to all line up, that is less good. Like you're just doing busy work even though you've done the like part of the game that is interesting, the solving of the puzzle. Uh and certain and Colossus um Cern and I like have different kind of balances of like busy work to puzzle solving, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I kind of I also just kind of got mad at the last two (laughs) because I kept falling off.
3: I love the second to last Colossus. Mm,
1: It's really good.
3: Uh, It took me forever and I got very mad at it, but I feel like the arc of that battle I had was really good. Uh, The second to last Colossus is the one in the arena where you're doing platforming along the edge and then you have to jump on the Colossus and you stab at the weak point. But then when you stab its weak point, the weak point goes away, and there's another weak point that you have to find. And it turns out it's on its arm, and you slice its arm, it drops its sword, you have to climb down to its arm, stab, the, uh, stab its palm, and then uh, then you win. But getting to the palm was just really difficult for me, and so I was making runs at it, and I was making progress. Um, but, uh, like, I just couldn't get there, and it was frustrating me, and then I, besting it felt really good, uh, as opposed to the one in the sky... Uh, in the desert, where I had to make a lot of runs at it because I couldn't get the horse to line up properly. And by the time I had climbed up, all the timers were running out, and I like it just went under the sand. That felt so much more arbitrary because it wasn't like me balancing my timers, it was just, oh, hey, I'm going under the sand now, you have to begin the cycle again. Whereas the second to last Colossus felt like I was like fighting against something I had control over that just was very difficult. Uh, and I just like the, the feeling of that much more. hmm
0: Uh, so I guess this is a good time for me to say that that flying sand Colossus is my favorite Colossus in the game. It is very impressive. I understand why. The, the scale of it is maybe the most impressive. Like even the last Colossus, which is the giant towering, like night on bald mountain devil man is not nearly as cool as this giant worm in the sky. We have no idea how to begin to approach it when it first arrives. Um, and the act of, like, shooting its, like, air balloons so it descends enough for you to jump onto the wing and then climbing up the wing. Like, everything about it is dynamic and vast in this way that makes you feel like an incredible adventure hero. And I know that you fell off a bunch of times, but as someone who, like, just went and did the Colossus with no hitches in it because I never missed the wing when I jumped on it. Like, that, ga- that Colossus in particular makes you feel incredible in a way I don't think any of the other ones do because you are like by that time you're so deep into the game that i feel like most of the colossus fights once you figure out how to do them are really trivial like wander goes from oh how do i begin to approach this oh this bird knocked me off and i have to swim across this lake to get onto a platform again to oh another colossus i'm gonna jump on it stab it and be done in 10 minutes like that is the arc of like getting better at the game as you fight these colossi and every once in a while you'll hit like get caught up in how do i Uh, make its weak points appear once you figure it out usually i feel like the colossus topples really fast like my end time of this game was about like seven hours maybe um i just like really tore through it and by that time, Wander is just a Colossus killing monster. Like all of my favorite Colossi are the ones at the end, which are very impressive looking. And then once you figure them out, like, fo- like fold incredibly easily. Like my other two favorites are the big one in the lake that you direct by smacking the rocks on its head to like steer it to platforms. Then you like hide behind the platform and it jumps up and then you like get on its belly when it climbs up on the platform. Um, I like that one just like the indirect control of a Colossus. Um more so than other ones. Like it feels like a thing that like look at that and they go, what if you controlled a big giant thing you wrote on the entire game and then made that game as their sequel. Um And then the tiny one in the giant, like ruined city with all the pillars that's entirely encased in armor. Uh I really love that one. Be- the entirety of that fight is you climbing over a pillar like across like ruined archways and stuff to get on top of pillars that will ram when you shoot with an arrow, shooting with an arrow. So it knocks over the pillar and gives you more platforms to crawl across until you can drop rocks on it and break the armor to get at it, and just the fight spanning the entire ruined city, where you're clamoring over things as the colossus like runs like an angry dog beneath you, like trying to get at you and failing is really good. Like it feels to me like, um. I talked a bit in when we talked about Breath of the Wild during our Game of the Year thing about how much that game feels like the art of a Zelda game. And to me, that fight in particular feels like uh, there's a particular piece of art for Link to the Past that's like Link hiding behind a pillar as Ganon approaches. And that's how the that fight makes me feel. Like you are just this tiny character scrambling behind whatever you can get on top of or behind to not get destroyed by this thing that's constantly chasing after you. In a way that uh, a lot of the Colossus aren't really about because so many of the Colossus are so huge that they're kind of... Either they're passive or their attacks are so slow that you can just kind of, like, long, like crawl out of the way uh, when they're coming at you. Like, this is not a game where there's that many threats past, oh, this one shoots lightning and that lightning does way too much damage and you're going to die from it. Uh, the actual Colossus is getting hit by them is, like, really... You have to, like, go out of your way or not be paying attention to not, like, to get hit by a colossus's actual physical swing, I feel like. Um which makes sense given that when, like, the Colossus are are all, like, the appearance of power and majesty. And in actuality, they are, like, sad, lumbering things that are very easy to avoid. Which the ending of the game, like, plays out and lets you feel that experience yourself. Uh, and so, like, for me, it was always the ones that are a little faster, a little more uh, engaged with, like, the mechanics of climbing on it more than, like, dodging some attacks.
3: Um, yeah, one of my favorite Colossus in the game was... The one in the Colosseum. Uh, the Lizard? Lizard in the Colosseum. Because I, yeah. I like that one because of how quick it was. It was one of the few Colossi that I felt was actually difficult. Like, I was in the one before it. God, it was the one before it. There was a fucking nightmare. I think that might have been the bird. Um... The, the, or, no yes it would have been the bird in the water the bird in the water that has to the uh that like you shoot with an arrow and then it comes down you have to jump on correctly and then it like flows you off at some point and then to get back on it you have to go through the whole thing of finding a place to shoot the arrow waiting for it to begin the cycle trying to line up the jump and you can never line up the jump because the jump sucks because it always sucks because lining up a jump takes about seven attempts in any like i don't know how you were able to make that horse jump like yes if i had been able to make the horse jump that colossal would have been great but you can't no one can you're i don't believe you that you did it that well that's ridiculous like that is just what that game was to me um and so then you have this other class in the um uh in the Colosseum where f- finally there is something that will actually kill you there is an actual like fight going on it's such a different experience um and the danger isn't like oh i have to reset this over and over again it's like oh fuck i did it wrong i died okay i did it wrong i died it feels much more like a traditional fight and then the moment where you realize oh i shoot at things it falls down i stab it and then it is done it is done so quickly after it has killed you about seven times uh it was a very different dynamic in the experience which was usually more slow and like repeating uh cycles and ideas um the, just having something that you figure out and it either it kills you or you kill it in about five minutes uh was was a very interesting idea they're like the amount of um ground they cover in just 16 colossi uh, it's it's pretty good because you start that game and then you have like three big colossi that you climb up, uh, and you go wait, how do they keep this game going for sixteen colossi? That seems like it'll get really boring, and then suddenly they get interesting, um, and the the places they take that kind of enemy and enc- encounter design are very cool.
0: To be fair, the third colossus is maybe like the biggest, like planning your flag on what this game is going to be possible where it's the one where you climb up the like long winding like road up to like a plate that's an, above a lake like perch precariously and then it is a giant man-sized colossus because everything before that has been really bestial and this one just swings this big fuck off sword at you and the the path of you like getting it to hit the sword onto the big metal disc and shatter its armor and then you have to crawl up the sword once he swings it and it embeds in the ground and get on his arm like the scale and the scope of what it's asking you to do in that moment are so much bigger than climb up the big turtle guy
2: Mm -hmm.
3: uh yeah no i i understand like i feel like that's the one that they've shown the most in like trailers for the remake like it yes. is the big obvious colossus, the one with the sword. Like it is it, very it's the, cool. It's the
0: one, like it's the one that became like the subject of a lot of fan art and stuff when the game like came out. Like it's the one that everyone is like, this is the showy one that's early enough that fans are gonna glom onto as the one you tell people about. You climb up the sword. Yeah, it's really good.
3: <laughs> you climb up the sword.
0: Yep.
1: I've definitely, I feel like I've seen the desert flying one in footage a lot for the remake as well. Mm-hmm. Like They've just straight up released, here's the entire fight. And I just sat and watched it.
0: That's cool. So you played, did you play this time on PS3 or did uh, you play it on PS2 again?
1: Um, I played it on the PS3 this time. Um, there's, I mean, there's not a significant difference in how it plays except for,
0: like, this. the PS3 version kind
1: of has a more stable frame rate.
2: Uh,
0: uh, so does the PS2 version have, like, the weird texture pop-in stuff that this game does? Because I feel like... This game has a lot of messy like seams to it in its like conversion to HD. I,
1: I honestly don't remember any okay. um, uh, texture popping from the PS2, but like because that wasn't a lasting memory of it. But it's it was really weird to sort of see that quite a bit on the PS3 version. Um, but yeah, no, th- there would be certain points in the PS2 version where it feels like the game was kind of almost grinding to a hole. It wasn't unplayable, but it was just very sluggish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was... I don't
3: know. It... I mean, so, like, there are moments in, in the ps 3 version that I was like, man, this frame rate, huh? I can't even imagine how crazy it was in the PS2 as, like, the gargantuan things that are happening to you like impact the world you're in like i don't actually think the frame rate suddenly slowing down when everything is popping off is a bad idea like that seems yeah. aesthetically in line with what this game is and with everything about it because it's definitely strange in the hd version of how like like the texture pop in is very very pronounced uh it is very like oh these things are very clear and i can tell when they are popping in as opposed to the like Uh, aesthetic I associate with the PS2 era, which is specifically that like texture down filtering, where everything still has a little bit of the PS1 like sparkle. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean when you look at like a PS2 game, like it just has that kind of like jagged edge everywhere look. Yeah. Um. That uh, every every bit of the footage I've seen from the original version of this has that, and it's a cool aesthetic. And obviously, it's all gone in the on the PS3 version. It's all much more stable. Um, so you you say you hate the PS4 remake looking thing because I have not seen. I've only seen a bit of it. I haven't played, touched it myself, uh, and I want to get a feel for like because I know people are all over the place on, on it.
1: Um, I kind I I kind of do want to get my hands on it now, considering mm-hmm. like surprised by how quickly I got through this version. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but it just kind of, um, I think that it just doesn't like if because the original has a very specific feel to it, like, mm. I, I think generally feel that eco, uh, team eco's games do tend to have this sort of strange, uh, like kind of ragdoll-y movement to everything, and especially to human characters, and it, it just. feels like a weird disconnect, seem like a realistic looking wonder, and Mm. that sort of moving like it would on the PS2, and it just, it um, it's mostly because like I'm so attached to the original that something that's going to be as significantly different, but posing as the same thing, is like, just going to seem weird, because they're not like saying this is like they've been kind of very confusing on like the messaging for what this new game is whether it's like a enhanced port or remake as i understand it is using like original code
3: uh, i thought for like when it was originally announced i thought it was literally we took the concept of this game and redeveloped it i thought it was like gonna be zero mission levels of like we added things it's a whole new game but it seems like it's just the original game on a new engine with new assets but they like took mm. the actual game
0: uh, I'm watching like gameplay footage right now, and the weird part about this is, it just it kind of looks like what you would expect like a CG trailer for Shadow of the Colossus to look like, <laughs> but all the time. Mm-hmm. And ooh. I don't think that's bad I'm actually I'm kind of interested In getting this Like if it goes on sale ever And playing it But it is like A categorically different thing Even uh, Last Guardian Which is like a PS4 game Doesn't look like this Because that game Was in development so long And kind of runs like garbage The way you'd expect These Team Eco games to yeah. run Yeah <laughs> uh, I mean
3: this game Like has a very smooth If you have a PS4 Pro It has a smooth 60 FPS version Which that's ooh. so weird This game would look so wrong And in 60 But if it's such a new thing I don't know I don't know I know a lot of the complaints about it uh, are to do with, like, the aridness of Shadow of the Colossus. Because even in its, like, open grass plains and not in, like, the sand things, the land feels very dead. The lighting is very washed cool. out.
0: It's it, But it's, it becomes hard. It's one of those questions that you kind of have to ask yourself when you talk about, like, mm-hmm. what game remakes and, like, remastering does. Is... The awful grass textures of Shadow Colossus, like, are author intent, or is it this is all we could make happen in our janky ass open world game for the PS2? Well,
3: so you said the. I don't know, because I, I looked at Wikipedia and couldn't see this, so i shame like from the book you read. um But you were. Oh, yes, to I, me... I
0: read Nick Sutner's book on Shadow Colossus that was released by Boss Fight Books. You were coming
3: to this. me with some, like, information on the making of, which I don't know how true it is for me, but if you could give yes. me, let us know. Uh, like they were like originally going to be like more colossi, actual enemies. Yes. Towns. So the ori-
0: so the original idea was that there was going to be like there was going to be like up like upwards of thirty colossi. Um, and they they were like we're never going to get these many, but we're going to try. And then they started like condensing colossi and trying to make sure everyone was distinct. And they would combine ideas for various colossi together to try to make sure that each fight is memorable and like full of nuance. But then also like the open world, like these ruins were there were supposed to be like towns and places to visit that weren't just Here's some rocks that look like someone must have lived here 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that immediately got stripped out as they realized they did not have the budget or time uh, to make that kind of game, especially on a PS2. But because of that stuff being left in there, like the bones of it, I think that's what gives Shadow of the Colossus its like, very unique sense of the world. Like You feel a space that you you can sense that there was a plan for something bigger and grander in that world. And the difference between history used to have people here and they've all been washed away by time and a game developer was supposed to put a town here and then ran out of money and just left the ruins of a city are not actually that different when you like deal with like the artistic representation of a thing
3: no like organically it gets to that point like almost more like you could try to start from, oh, we need to design a place that feels like people used to live here or you just go through that process and end up at that place organically
0: (laughs) yes like uh if you compare this game to breath of the wild which is like an obvious touchstone for a lot of reasons um but that game has like a sense of ruins we like oh the world was like devastated 100 years ago and people have rebuilt some stuff but a lot of places are just kind of ruins and falling apart the ruins part of breath of the wild like on the hyrule plane feels so much more deliberately hand placed than like the esc- inscrutable like neolithic ruins of Shadow of the colossus where you come across places you're like this looks like it could have been an aqueduct or a town or a bridge but i can't tell what because all it actually is is like some rough geometric shapes jutting out of this rock that clearly were put by people because they're too sharp but i don't know what they are because they're so like worn away and featureless and like that's such a distinct thing unique to the design of this game in particular
2: mm-hmm <clears throat>
3: yeah it's it's cool i don't know uh i i don't know where i stand on the remake i feel like
0: i want to play it that's I, where yeah, i stand on i want to
3: play it like i know there have been discussion about the controls being like it feels better i don't know what that means um but then again i saw patrick Clappick play it and patrick fell about four times <laughs> uh at that one jump you know the one when you have yes. to get from the spiral staircase from the spiral yes. slope to the platform and and, yeah, on oh, the third Colossus.
0: Oh. Yes, the first time it asks you to do like a really tricky jump.
3: And I had just watched a video that was that uh, was like, oh, and they've changed the jumping physics. That demonstrated that by someone just running up and making that jump on a diagonal axis, which is the original game doesn't like allow you to jump at a diagonal. You have to kind of jump forward, and then the game auto corrects. That's the thing that feels wrong yes. about that jump. um yep. And so that like in that video they showed, oh, well, they fixed jumping physics. What did this jump happen first time? And I was like, that's the right choice to make if you're making a video game. But also, me falling down into that pit is so like I understand how if you see that game, and see that's been fixed. You're like, no, that's not Shadow of the Colossus. And then watching someone just fall again six times, like, okay, this seems mostly intact.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I want, I really want to touch it. I know they've changed like the controls, but the original ones are also in there. Uh, I, I don't. Like there are lots of people who are like, no, they they've completely missed it. The aesthetic is all wrong, and I see how you get there. But I I, I don't know. I want to touch it. I want to play it myself at some point, yeah. like in a couple, couple years, probably.
0: The problem the problem becomes with games like this, especially like for Sony, this is less of a problem for Microsoft or PC games, where the remake, by its very nature of being a PS4 game when the other one was a PS3 or a PS2 game, it like rep- ends up not in the minds of people who played them, but realistically is a thing you can acquire replacing the thing that pre-existed because you can't play the original Shadow of the Colossus on your PS4. Like mm-hmm. all you have is this new one. So this has to be represented in the game. Whereas like, I don't mind a remake where I like if they had Shadow of the Colossus HD or just the PS2 version of, Shadow of the Colossus to purchase on PSN, I feel like people would probably be a little more chill about this. Like here's the shiny version if you want it, but then also here's the one you like you that's all jank ass for all you people who like need the thing you remember. Um, and I ah. think this is just a problem with game preservation that needs to be solved, right?
3: It's... No, because people are just as mad about how bad Halo One Anniversary looks, and you can press a button and go back to the original aesthetic in that game.
0: Sure, but I, I don't like. I feel like the volume of this is much higher than the Halo Anniversary was to me.
3: Oh, so, yeah. I mean, this is the beloved game by yes. like a lot of critics in in a way that never like breached mass appeal. So like the. A feeling of like needing to protect and preserve the experience of this game for people to actually understand what it is i understand why that's so much stronger than we made the walls on halo look wrong
1: <laughs> yes um
3: sam you were gonna say something
1: um i was just gonna like sort of because i have there is like one there's not really a lot of examples of like mm-hmm. hd remakes that kind of like retain the original like in what sense in like the like here's the remake we've changed a whole bunch of stuff but if you press a thing you could go and play the original instead, like Odin Sphere does that on the PS3 Mm -hmm. and PS4 but that's kind of one of the few examples I could think of.
3: There's like the Halo, there's, I guess, Owen Sphere, there's uh, Grim Fandango, and uh, Monst- uh, not Monster Hunter. Fuck, Monkey Island.
0: <laughs> uh, there's also uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World. That's what you were thinking of, probably. Your brain was trying to regurgitate that. I
3: was trying to say Monkey Island. I was not thinking of okay. Monster World.
0: I was just. Well, Wonder uh, Boy I, totally does the thing yeah. where you can just switch between the art styles.
3: I think those are really interesting. I, I really yep. want to play um, Wonder Boy. What?
0: Ooh. Yes. And even if you don't allow that, like. They should sell the old Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a thing Sony in particular is just generally really bad at, right? Like, they just have no regard for re-releasing their back catalog stuff.
3: I mean, yeah, the, the lack of preservation on Sony's side is, like, fucking criminal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, their entire games that are just going to be lost in the next few years when they turn off PSN for PS3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because at the moment, you still have the PS3, and you have a lot of PS2 games on PSN that are mostly, you know, it's mostly fine. If you want to get a hold of... Also,
0: like, if you really want to get there, PS2 emulation is not impossible at this point.
3: Yeah. But there's PS3 games that are just kind of disappear. Yeah. Tokyo Jungle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's already a derivative of Tokyo Jungle that doesn't exist anymore because PlayStation Mobile went away. Right? Fuck, there is. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, Like, I know MGS4 is
3: the big example that everyone cites um but there's a lot more than that it's weird it's a real it's a real shame um because emulation seems to be uh like it just depends on the platform right like a lot of um, yeah ps3 emulation
0: is probably still a long ways off right like reliably good stuff that you can do as a mm-hmm. person
3: oh yeah no because the, the cell
0: the cell yeah <laughs> yes what a ridiculous thing <laughs> Uh, so, I suppose we should talk about the actual plot of Shadow of the Colossus, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Yes.
0: Jackson, tell us what happens in Shadow of the Colossus.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, I don't know if you could have seen this coming, but you were the bad guy. <laughs> Turns out. Dormin was like actually uh using you uh, because the 16 colossi are actually like w- the places in which his soul has been st- stored away and then through uh killing the colossi you have set him free again and he inhabits your body and like you take on this like ghostly colossus form
0: uh, oh harry potter oh god <laughs> I've
3: I'm done. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ! Anyway, you take on the Colossus form as uh, the like village, uh, like village elder. I don't know was his name. Someone. Something, yeah, he's just
0: the village elder or whatever.
3: Like shows up to be like, oh no, fuck, we were too late to stop you. Um, Uh and he like runs away, throws the sword in a pit. You get a brief moment of controlling uh the Colossus where you think you'll like have to slam and like um. Hit them like kill these people who are here to stop you. But actually, you're too slow and they run away. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: I was like, wait, why can't I? They're they're so far away. Can I not hit them? It turns out that was totally on purpose, and you're basically useless as a colossus, which I thought was very funny. I got stuck for also, a minute. At he that also
0: point. chucks the sword into the fuel into the pool.
3: Yes, he chucks a sword into the fuel oh. into the pool, uh, yeah. and it like basically makes a kind of wormhole. Uh, as there is like one more sequence of you controlling you back as Wander again trying to avoid uh being sucked into the wormhole and you are unable to avoid it uh apparently there's like a trophy for being able to last a minute uh because yeah. like, it puts you in control and like facing towards uh a mono who's still sitting or uh, lying on the um uh, on the shrine and you're like running towards her but the force is pulling you backwards and it's very clear, like affecting what it's trying to communicate you are not strong enough to escape this pull but what you can do is turn around run and jump straight into the wormhole <laughs>
0: That's what I did. Which,
3: I immediately did that. I think that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so I, I tried it. to hold on for the minute, which I failed to do, but I got close. And what that is, is you like using your the entirety of your grip meter as you like hold on to the steps like there are colossus as you're being pulled by your feet.
3: Oh, that's pretty good. Yes. Like that's yeah. a really good way of like communicating the emotion of the scene i love that you yes. could just subvert it entirely like it's yes. the be part it's the assassin's creed one cut scenes taken to their nth degree right <laughs> that's the thing i always think of is this guy delivering you super serious monologues and me running in a circle <laughs>
0: No, I think of that as the Half-Life thing, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, no,
3: Half-Life is probably the correct one. I haven't played Half-Life.
0: Mm-hmm. At
3: some point we should do that, but not today. Not today. And then what happens? And then then, uh, so the um, the village people run away. The village people, fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> anyway, they get back to the village. Uh, the bridge leading into the Forbidden Land collapses, and uh, the, no one can escape uh, as... Uh, mono wakes up uh and walks over oh and sorry your horse dies and then comes back (laughs) we haven't even mentioned the horse we haven't even mentioned aggro uh i thought the aggro stuff like i thought it was cool but hearing about like it being the there's a moment before the final colossus where a bridge collapses and aggro like throws you to the other side and falls down into the abyss uh presumably dead uh and like that was apparently a very affecting thing whereas all literally all i can think of through that entire scene is uh vinnie and ryan doing an impression of peter molyneux going my dog <laughs> uh, which is probably rude of me uh but it's such a 2005 thing it's like oh you have an animal and then the animal dies like that's the joke everyone makes about these games like it was the big joke about last guardian i don't actually know how that game ends up going uh, but it was definitely in the discourse around it so i was not shocked when that happened what i was shocked when happened was when at the end aggro then walks in limping and you have to see it like limping horse with a broken leg oh it's the saddest thing <laughs> <laughs> the grand tragedy of like this doomed quest and uh this forbidden land and like the it's like sadness there nothing stone face limping horse god i can't <laughs> handle it <laughs> uh, so the horse limps in and then they go to where the like wormhole was and left there is like a a baby with horns which i think is an ico reference
2: i think uh,
0: like yeah because the, the implication is that maybe the baby the like the kid in shadow classes is, is this baby there's the reborn wanderer or whatever mm-hmm. or the kid in eco sorry you know what i mean Because the the, the main character in Ico is a horned child.
3: Okay. Um, Okay, I I assumed it was more, uh, like, general than that. Like, this was thousands of years before Ico. I didn't realize. Well, yeah.
0: No, like, like, time is like a nebulous concept here, right? Mm -hmm.
3: So uh, they walk up this, like, staircase that is how, like, in the shrine that goes up forever. And they, like, emerge in a hidden garden. As like the rain starts pouring and life basically returns to the forbidden land. Uh and that's that's the ending.
0: I I, I feel like, did I miss anything? No. That's no. basically it. Do you know about the hidden garden thing, Jackson? I mean We I, did not talk about this before. Which, what,
3: what did I know? It was. In the, I knew nothing. I didn't know a thing. Like, okay, I knew so from the Discord. If, that
0: if you, you manage to collect all of the lizard tails that extend your grip meter oh, okay. uh, in the game, right before the final Colossus, you have enough grip that you can climb up the Shrine of Worship all the way up to that garden. Oh, you can Barely go there? making it. Yes, it is just a place in the game. And then if you go there and you eat the fruit there, when you eat the fruit there, it actually decreases your stats to the point you can't get back up there again. (laughs) <laughs> wow because it's considered to be like the tr- like the fruit of like life and knowledge that i like prevents you from ever achieving eden or whatever
3: yeah no i get it yep yep yeah good job yep <laughs> i see what you did there me doing yes. the meme of the guy it, nodding his head
0: <laughs> i i'll link a i'll link a youtube video of someone doing it it's like a very i I would never even attempt it it's a very long climb because by then you have a ton of grip and you need all of it
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: uh that's cool that's pretty cool uh but no, you go. You go to the hidden garden, and then the rain happens.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
3: the The way the game actually works is really weird because like uh the rain happens and then like life returns to the forbidden land but then it suddenly gets dark again as this bird flies away and lightning strikes and then like the game ends and then it cuts the opening cutscene where it is dark and lightning has come and Wander is riding into the forbidden land implying that it is doing the thing that i thought it would do of this just being a cycle that goes on forever so i don't actually know i assume it's all just thematic and nothing matters Mm -hmm. that was my take on it it's just it's a cool it's a cool game i so sam as someone who loves this game what are your feelings on the ending because i thought it was like fine but like it was nothing i didn't expect it didn't like hit me that hard but i know that people like really like the ending of this
1: game it's um yeah i think it's uh sorry um yeah no it's something definitely like back when i first played it definitely felt kind of like extremely profound at the time but mm-hmm. like uh I don't know I don't feel like I responded as as like strongly to it this time around and I don't know whether that's because of like uh, being uh, a voracious consumer of video games and just having seen like so much of what like is done with that sort of thing, kind of just
2: mm-hmm.
1: beat that out. But I don't know. It was it's it's still kind of cool. You yeah, know, it's cool. It's cool.
3: I just uh, I felt very disconnected from it. I didn't like emotionally so, get into it that much.
0: As someone who's known the ending of this game, like literally since right after it came out, because I didn't I've never cared about that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, the story is whatever. I don't actually care, but I deeply love playing it now that i've gotten my head around it mm-hmm. uh but also like the context is really important here like this game count in 2005 yes. i yes. would like to remind you other big games of 2005 okay. psychonauts fear resident evil 4 peter jackson's king kong prince of persia the two thrones yes. devil may cry 3
2: lego star done, wars the me. video
0: game god you were playing Lego Star Wars as a child, Jackson. I was. <laughs> I was
3: waking up before school to play Lego Star Wars.
0: Yeah, that's what I was doing this year. God, fuck. Which, like when when I when I look at this game and I go, oh yeah, like this is cool. Like I see what it's doing. Nice. Uh, I like it's it's really hard to remember the context. Two thousand five was a very different time for video games. <laughs>
3: yep. I mean, when I talk about like the way my reaction to it has changed, like because so many of these things have become. Like the things this game does are not unique anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but like yeah, like with the things that were out at the time, it's crazy. It is crazy.
0: <laughs> but also, I think it's really interesting. Like when you think about oh, games have changed a lot. Our reactions to this being kind of like yeah, this was cool, I enjoyed it. But like I see a lot of games like this versus our reactions to Katamari last year, where we played that game and we even knew what that game was. But we're like, man, Katamari's is great. No one makes games like this uh, because they don't. <laughs> I mean, like, like, on some level, this is just a bigger discussion about, like,
3: Japanese games, right?
0: <laughs> well, no, but it's also, like, what art games, what spaces art games decide to fill the void of. Like, mm-hmm. you can find isolated, oh, feel bad about your actions, like the world is barren art games. They're, like, a dime a dozen. But, it's, like, a game that try, tries for, like, the joy and wonder of Katamari. And both of these are, like, games that were, like, small Japanese games that got huge press. That's why I'm comparing the two of them. No, they covered them within similar. A year. And they're, like, the yes. same time-ish. It's, yes, in the story of how they came over, they are very similar. Uh, it is really interesting to me how different the response has been as like a Latin enduring legacy. Um, not necessarily games themselves, like they're fine. And they, like both creators went on to make kind of the exact same games in different rappers past this. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of games that feel like they came out of Shadow Colossus. And there's very few games that feel like they came out of Katamari. I think that speaks to like the weight in which serious and sad things get like weighted when you consider art and that might be a bit of a fallacy like people finally remember this game because it made them feel something and maybe they hadn't felt that way about a video game before because 2005 was really fucking weird but um for me like playing it now it's like oh yeah no i get to ride a horse and jump on that fucking flying dragon and climb up it and stab it and that's cool (laughs) because i can't think of very many games that let you do that even still yeah Yeah, so like one of my reactions to
2: the
3: game like actually playing it was i the climbing mechanics are fantastic i love the way the grip meter works i love the like dual button setup of you press button to like not necessarily to jump but to let go of the contact you have with whatever surface you are on, be that the ground or the wall, and then you press another button to, like, reinforce your contact with that surface. And so you have this very rhythmic sense of climbing. And I was kind of sad that most of the climbing was just in the context of this Colossus and not just in a world where I could just climb up things forever. Uh, Like, I would love that game. I know, like, Zelda has a lot of echoes of it. The Last
0: Guardian, Jackson. (laughs) Does it
3: have the the meter thing? Does it have specifically the two-button... Um, so the
0: last uh, so the last guardian is maybe a little closer to like Tomb Raider but it still has a lot of the deliberate animation stuff that this game has.
3: Okay, cuz the, the the thing like I actually loved was like the the rhythm of the triangle buttons r one. Triangle buttons R1, like that sim- like that as a,
0: a I don't remember if it has that as like the buttons or whatever, but there is a lot of like not only are you interacting with like very concrete environments you jump on, but also there is like a mini colossus following you around that you can always like jump onto from wherever you're at. Mm-hmm.
2: And you can pet so, tent- yeah. You yeah, and
0: you them. can pet them and clean their feathers when they're full of blood.
3: Oh, I need to play that game. I need to play that game. It's going to run at like 15 frames a second. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. I love it a lot. Uh, I think that's kind of it. Unless Sam, you have What's final that? thoughts? Yeah, uh, What are your
3: takes on like the the feelings of 2000 and mid 2000s like uh, hashtag art game? Sorry to spring as someone who played this game in 2013 yeah. <laughs> or 15 or whatever it's, you it's, said.
1: Yeah, as someone who also played that game. And Devil May Cry three around the same time, <laughs> and I actually did play Resident Evil four and it was fairly new. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I've def I have tried like I've played a few games that kind of tried to capture what Katamari Damacy sort of has, mm-hmm. and I feel like they don't quite get it. Like there was one, and they it, it just like there's like what, there was one where it was called The Wonderful End of the World, where you just play a guy running.
0: Yes, that's uh, that's by Deja Games who did ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, their their Katamari like is not a good game. No, oh, is it
3: not? I've I've heard of no. that
0: game. No, it, it's not. It just feels like a really sort of cheap budget version.
3: <laughs> oh wow, this sure is a Katamari game, huh?
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, and um, I sort of feel that like Lovely Planet tries to go for it a bit aesthetically, but it's. The com- mm-hmm. a completely different style of game where it's like a crazy move as fast as you
0: can first-person shooter kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. and like in the other direction, you get a game like uh, Everything, which is like the idea of the collection of items that Katamari is, uh, but with like a veneer of like art pretension over the top.
3: Well, that's the thing with that game is that it is basically genius because it covers both beats, right? Like you have the... um. Ridiculous, like feeling of playing in a world where you're moving and collecting objects, and just like f- having things happen uh, in the way that like Kanamari en- encourages this exploration uh, of the space you're in, and then you also have voiceovers which someone can write reviews about, being like, "This made me think about the <laughs> world, man." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it the, being both of those games in one is a very, very good decision if you want to sell a video game.
1: It's <laughs> the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing with Shadow of the Colossus is mm-hmm. that. It's like you've a lot of what that game is in other games, but I don't think any other game really captures what Shadow of the Colossus kind of is. Mm-hmm. Like even like The Last Guardian is a very different kind of game, even though it does share a yeah. lot
0: in similarities. But it... yeah, I feel I feel like The Last Guardian is much closer to Eco than it is Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, uh,
1: but um, the like I've. It's weird because like, like, the big scale kind of climb on bosses thing, I've seen that in other games and sometimes really doesn't look... There's like a boss in Castlevania Lords of Shadow which feels like it's trying to rip <laughs> it off wholesale. Like, even has like the... Because it's just like, you fight an Ice Titan and it's the same shit, but bad? And, I can't like... wait for M to play that. And it just has, like, you stab it and it spurts out, like, white instead of black. And, yeah. But it's it's <clears> not good. <laughs> that game isn't good.
3: Yeah, no, I, it's interesting, because I also think that, like, the actual game itself hasn't been replicated. Like, it's a very unique game in what you do, just tonally and the trappings around it and also, like, the emotional core of what its, like, ending and message is are things that are uh very in line with other things that become popular like you get a lot of games where you're the bad person that is you you are usually the bad person more than you are the good person <laughs> uh in video games that are like praised as meaningful especially in the way that this one was i feel like before now because i don't think this is as big a discussion anymore but like in a game and like, you know, this proves that games can be more than just shooting the aliens uh whereas and this game came out in an era where that was like the discourse around games being art right like that that was still the thing and thank god we've gotten mostly away from it not completely it's still there but it's it's dying
1: yeah i mean there's a particular way in just like how like shadow of the colossus kind of moves and like the camera is and i don't think people want like not so many people want to make a game that feels like that especially at the sort of Mm-hmm. Uh, afraid to take a risk, kind of big budget area, but mm-hmm. uh, and like because the Last Guardian, you definitely saw a lot of people kind of react badly to how it moved, how it the camera was, and uh, I think I think I was just kind of generally used to that because I still play a lot of uh, PS2 things. My PS2 is still constantly hooked up, uh, but yeah
3: i mean a side effect doing this podcast is i feel like i am much more able to get into like the nuances on quirks of older games that are kind of been sanded off um just playing games from all errors is i recommend it for everyone it's a good it's a good thing Have much more to say about Shadow of the Colossus. I have even got a couple of emails, but I feel like we do much... have
0: three questions. Yes, okay.
3: What are the questions?
0: All right, from uh Perry by email, uh, which Colossus do you think has the best design? Not mechanics, just character design and art direction.
3: Hmm, I don't know.
1: That's a tough
0: one,
3: like probably the one with the teeth on the head that you gotta kick around.
0: Hmm. Okay, I would say the second of the big, like, Minotaur Colossus, the one with the big beard. That's Ooh, also very like, good. crashes through the oh, walls. The I just like good. that big beard, yes. Yeah, that's a
1: just, good just, beard. Just, like, you hide away and he just, like, perks in. You jump on that
3: no. beard. Yeah, no, that is yeah. very good. All the Colossus have great faces and they're just kind of going, oh, hello. Even, like,
0: ones that, like, the weird sandworm that, like, only has the eyes peeking out is, Mm -hmm. like, those eyes, because they're so, like, round and eerie, it just gives it, like, this weird curious sense to itself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't don't know. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Muppet.
0: (laughs) Yes. mm, Yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh, Next question is from Chris. How does the horse stack up to other video game horses, like the ones found in Breath of the Wild, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Pocket Card Jockey?
2: Ah,
3: uh, <laughs> the horses in Pocket Card Jockey don't do what you want. Anyway, <laughs> like the like Wanda is a per- controls perfectly compared to the pocket, jo- pocket Card Jockey horses. Wow, oh, what a mess of a game! I do like it a lot, but what a mess of a game. <laughs>
0: now wonder, uh aggro is not nearly as cute as the pocket card jockey horses
3: no horses could possibly be
0: <laughs> tell me about d horse jackson
3: <laughs> oh so when i talk about horses in video games the okay i played red dead redemption and so that is my baseline for horses <laughs> much more than d horse because i didn't really use him much uh like, he's okay. D Horse is fine. D Horse controls, like, perfectly. You can always know exactly what to do with D Horse. D Horse feels much more like a tool than a horse, uh, which is very out of step with, like, the characteristics people ascribe to, like, the way Metal Gear like introduces characters. Like, you can make him poop, but you can also, like, you know, exactly control how you're going to, like, m- maneuver around um, people and sneak using D Horse, uh, which is cool, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have much affection for D Horse. Um, the the horse I always think of is the Red Dead Redemption horses, uh, which has a very specific, very similar to Shadow of Colossus actually. Like uh, tapping down the A button to make it gallop, and then holding it down to um make it run. Does the Red Dead Red Redemption
0: one follow the road?
3: Uh, y- you can make it follow the road. Uh, I think oh, it wow. might only be in like when you're um. No, I think if you hold down A, it follows the road. I can't remember if it's just in like conversations right. or if it's like actually all the time. But yes, no, I love the okay. Red Dead. I think about going back to Red Dead Redemption semi-regularly entirely because of the horses. I, that game's probably bad about, right. about the horses.
0: Um, so I think, of, I think of, like, when I think of aggro, I think of Breath of the Wild, but I also think of Roach from uh, mm-hmm. Witcher 3, mm-hmm. which are both... Uh, Roach is, like, very much like, this is just a car, but it's, it does follow the road.
1: The thing, look, the thing with Roach is, like, he, you can hold the button to follow the road, but sometimes we'll go the wrong part of the roads. And mm-hmm. then it becomes like Roach is a super fussy horse to control. Sometimes, like yes,
0: but not in a way that feels like an animal you're controlling. Just in a way that feels like sometimes the pathing strays and then you're screwed.
1: And but like video games, like Roach, like there'll be like a, a knee high, maybe even not even that high, like thing on the ground, and Roach just goes, "No, I won't go
0: over that." <laughs> Whereas, I had Aggro jump down some cliff faces that definitely a horse should not have ever gone down. Look,
3: this horse has been established to
1: survive large falls.
0: (laughs) Yes, no, that's true. If it managed to fall down a cliff with only a broken leg, it can do anything.
1: I I definitely, from from experience in Red Dead Redemption, the, the horses do not react well to big falls.
3: No, they do not.
0: <laughs> uh, whereas, like, a Zol- like the Breath of the Wild horses are very similar to Agro in that they follow the roads when they're there. Um, but they're also kind of fussy, but in, like, a very horse way, where, like, if you direct it the a way it shouldn't go, it's going to not only, like, refuse to go, but it's going to try to veer off in a direction you were not prepared for, and you need to, do- like, have a firm hand to turn it back to where you need to go, and then you need to pat it to make it happy. What Igro needs is a pet button, because yes. that's what Zelda gives, is a pet oh, button yeah, to you make pet- your horse like you more.
3: Why the fuck I played Breath of the Wild? Goddamn. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Heading the horses is mandatory.
0: I I yep.
1: hardly ever used horses in Breath of the Wild.
0: Oh, I love them, uh, especially when you're like just roaming around trying to find shrines. Uh, horses necessary. Do we have one more question? We have one from Twitter, which is uh, again about Breath of the Wild, more or less. Breath of the Wild, divine beasts, with their colossi. Better or worse gameplay wise. If you want to see more colossi, what would you design them on? does kingdom hearts oogie boogie fight count as a colossus what about that Bee lady in mario galaxy (laughs) this is from jasmine on twitter so let's break this down are the divine beasts colossi no they're not they're just dungeons don't worry about it don't think too hard about it just because they look like animals they're just dungeons
1: Mm. they're really good though
0: if you had to design another colossi what would you make
1: A big furry guy with armor. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want. I would have loved a colossus that was wander sized, like mm. actually just a person. I always like a thing where you're fighting a thing that's the same size as you in a game that's not about that, because you couldn't climb on him, other than unless they made like a weird animation where you you just like were actually trying to like grapple each other, which would be ridiculous <laughs> in that game. A piggyback. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Oogie Boogie. Does that count? What? Oogie Boogie in Kingdom Hearts. Does that count as a Colossus? Oh, God, I've forgotten everything about
1: it's, Kingdom Hearts. Well, uh, you're lucky that I
0: not too long ago played that. <laughs> um, Jackson also not too long ago played Kingdom Hearts, just apparently forgot it all. It was
3: in 2015. I don't yeah. remember Oogie Boogie. It's
0: not um, okay. the
3: big the It's big the big thing house.
0: Yeah, he turns into the big house.
3: Oh, type. yeah, that's Colossus.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, um, well, it's a lot more traditional video game in that there are like random projectiles and other monsters
0: around. Yeah, I think of that more as like a Sonic adventure boss than I do a Colossus. Mm.
3: You know what's a Colossus? That one from Bayonetta where you're on the back of it.
0: Yeah, no, that that's for sure. That counts. And then finally, what about that bee lady in Mario Galaxy? That's a Colossus? Yes, Yes. no? Yes, Mario Galaxy is full of Colossus. I mean, you literally climb uh, through her fur on her, like, big bulbous butt. It's the most colossus.
1: (laughs) That's a colossus. There's a lot of, definitely a lot of Mario Galaxy bosses which involve climbing the boss.
0: Yep. Not enough, though. Mm, Never enough. That's true. Climb the boss. That's it. that's all of our questions, yes. Um, next month we are playing Fire Emblem Awakening, which is a three DS game from 2013. 20... 13, 13. Okay, thank you. Uh yep so get a 3ds if you don't have a 3ds get a 2ds if you don't have that i guess look it on youtube otherwise i don't know pound sand or something <laughs> uh but we will do that in february uh and then we will figure out where we're at uh past that i think that's all we've got going on for video games right now um i'm not doing let's plays because i'm dealing with little stuff at home obviously sam where can people find you on twitter
1: um you can find me on twitter at samuel howitt that's
0: uh samuel
1: as you'd normally spell it, and it's H O W I
0: Okay, and your podcast is at. Um, I suppose I don't have a proper
1: place. to, I should fix that. Um, it. I, I usually tweet about it when it's out there.
0: Okay. Okay. Outside of that, Jackson, the plug zone. The plug zone. I am a handfuls off on Twitter. You
3: can find our podcast at no at mapping dot com. Oh we have SOS, Second Officer Slog, a Star Trek podcast. At Space. we read Star Trek books, we watch Discovery. It is a great show. It is a good time. Come on down. There's a lot of Star Trek going on. Oh, God. Uh, the Amory School is with Molly and I. We are going through Cohen Cambria's epic journey through the Amory Wars. It's some... It's, it's, oh, God. It's a disaster, but it's a good disaster. Come on in. Enjoy. Allow us to tell you the story of... Uh, rider at the moment <laughs> oh uh yeah yeah um we also have novel not new which is a podcast about visual novels that uh, you jen and colin do uh we have fireside friends at net, which is ryan alan and katie's podcast uh and that's it for me what do we also have
0: uh, we are a Patreon-supported podcast network. You can go to patreon.com slash mapping and sign up. If you want to be on, like Sam was today, and get us to play whatever game you want. Any game. Uh, you can do that. Uh, you'll find the reward tier there. For $1 a month, a week, you will, month. or a month, sorry, a month, weekly, you will get The Great Gundam Project, which is me and Jackson watching Gundam and talking about it. The reason I am tired today is because we just got done with the last episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam and did a 70-minute podcast right before this podcast so uh look forward to that that'll come out the same day as this if you want to sign up uh next w- week from the date this releases the first zeta episode will come out and that'll be free for everyone and then it'll go back behind the paywall because the first episodes of gundam shows are free um and you can check that out if you like it uh, again patreon.com slash Admiral mapping abnormal mapping itself can be found at thebestgame.club as i said we're doing fire emblem awakening you can find me on twitter at em underscore being and And I think that's everything, so that's all I've got, friends. Uh, Thank you, Sam, for being on and for helping us out. No problem. And uh, I look forward to doing a great many more of these with people in the future. So until next time, go play a video game.
3: No.
0: (laughs) What? Okay, well, you don't have to. You have to play Fire Emblem. Past that, I guess you don't have to do anything. I,
1: I played Fire Emblem around the time I played Shadow of the Colossus for the
0: first time. You were very, very busy that year.
1: Yeah, I was a student.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. I played a lot of games as a student also, so. That's it. Everyone go home. Bye. Bye.
2: <laughs>